0: Well, welcome in to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, today, we're going to talk uh, about some historic moments in Rick and Bubba history. 28 years we've been doing this now, and uh, we, we had a, a scheduled guest today that, that it didn't work out. Uh but you know, we look at that Bubba as as an opportunity. Well it is really it's, it's an opportunity. Uh, we we always love opportunity to talk because gosh knows four hours a day is not enough. It's not enough. That's why we have an individual podcast because some of you are screaming, that's just not enough time for me.
1: Well, uh, you know, in all in all fairness, yeah. we, we've been on there a long time yep. and a lot of people come and go. Yep. And a lot of people don't know a lot about the early days no, when they the don't. show started in Gadsden, Alabama. They don't. And
0: some of the events that we had in the early days. Yeah, so we're gonna do some Rick and Bubba <laughs> history, and then we were always intending to do this as part of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, uh, because it's impossible, you know, on the show to constantly do flashbacks in the middle of the things that are going on. So today it's going to be Rick and Bubba University, Whoa. flashbacks, and uh, and and now remember, Bubba and I sit here at at fifty eight and almost fifty eight, so. Um, Do we have to give that number? Well, I'm just saying our grasp of this is going to be as best as we can do. So I think you're saying we need to tell this story before we forget it. That is correct. And then we'll always have it. So when we forget it, we'll go back and watch the podcast <laughs> or listen to it. So we are glad you're here, and uh, and we're going to have fun with this. And if you are a Rick and Bubba fan, this is going to be a lot of great memories. Uh, but like Bubba said, if you're relatively new, you may not even know about this. We're going to hit two of them for sure. If time allows, we'll hit three, but two for sure. And uh, And this goes back. So remember the show started 1994. Full time. -time. We were doing a
1: little part time before that. Yeah.
0: So remember, Bub and I did part time for a year and a half, maybe a little, a little bit of at least a year. We did all of '93 part time. I remember that, and that's when I had arrived at the new station. So yeah, you're right. So it would have to be because my transition to where you were as engineer was from 92 to 93 yes. because of the national championship in 92. Yes. So that that's a marker for us yes. that can't be denied. Which
1: is probably a pretty good story, too. That's another one, too. Maybe that's another podcast. These are Rick and Bubba campfire stories. They
0: are. If we just had a fire. Yeah. So remember, this: <laughs> we, we, it starts in a place uh, that is currently still standing, and we are still on there, on an affiliate Z93. But uh, this was when we were on uh, Q104. It was Gadsden, Alabama, and the mayor's name in Gadsden was Steve Means. Yes. And uh, Q104
1: was a legendary top 40 station. Uh, at one time, it held big time numbers in Birmingham and in Huntsville because there just legend. wasn't a lot of FM signals out there at the time.
0: Yeah, I can still remember as a kid, uh, my parents had, you know, that room in the house you're not allowed to go. Right, right. And, uh, and Only you know, when company comes. And you don't even know what it's for. Uh, kind of a living room kind of thing. Yeah. The doors stay shut. Yeah, and in those days, uh, the stereo systems were huge. Yeah. Uh, oh, you, yeah. you had big, big speakers. Huge radios. And and so it, this was something relatively new. Where the radio was, there was a record player on top of it, and then there was this big uh, uh, amp. Uh, that where the AM FM radio yeah. was. Yeah. Well, the one I had was, this was the latest deal. It had this little spinning knob that was so had so much precision. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, was weighted. It, oh, yeah. But you know what it
1: was doing, too? It was just pulling a string with that little... Is that all that yeah, was?
0: Yeah, that's it's, it's crazy how they used to do that. That's the beauty of making your broadcast partner uh, a, a former engineer. <laughs> so I didn't know that. Thanks for ruining that magic of a child. But anyway, and so now I know the string... Would pull it uh, toward the frequency of one oh three seven, and and the, the the station at the time was so powerful, called the Southern Supergiant that it would they had a light uh, on the needle, and the light would light up when, when you the got, stereo, hit. Yeah, 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 when the stereo yeah. hit it, and and I thought to myself that this is the coolest thing ever. So for you and I to be now working for that station, to us. Was a huge ordeal. Oh, yeah, I mean, well, we like, we
1: grew up listening to it. We grew up listening. They had a a legendary morning show, Rick and Dennis, and big influence they, on us. They did a lot of a lot of stunts. They uh, one of their most popular one was uh, broadcasting from uh, a submarine in the Coosa River. Which I thought that is just so cool. You they know, they the dropped
0: a submarine down into the Coosa River and did their show from there. Yeah. I mean that that's 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 cool stuff. When you think about the things we And That'll done.
1: influence you if you're a little kid.
0: Yeah. So Bubba and I we were greatly influenced by Rick and Dennis. We're now on the station that they were on. Of course we were also greatly influenced by Mark and Brian, yep. T C and John Ed. You know, these are Just all, a lot of folks. And, and you'll see that we almost took all the, these shows and did a, <laughs> did a hodgepodge uh, of some of their, their their stuff. But we love when shows do things that other shows can't do or they start some kind of movement right. with the power of radio. And so we were there in Gadsden, but Bubba and I did not live in Gadsden. Uh, we, we were commuting in. So a, an occupational tax became an issue. Yeah. Uh, with the people of, of Gadsden uh, who worked in Gadsden but didn't live in Gadsden.
1: Yeah, it, it was a real sticking point with a lot of the folks there in gadsden because it basically was a city tax right and everybody who worked there paid the tax but everybody who worked there didn't get to vote for the tax or vote against it because they commuted in like we did and then there also was a little loophole rick you may forgot about doctors and lawyers didn't have to pay that is correct so it was a real sore spot with everybody and um that's that's one reason it was uh a point of contention that we always had a lot
0: of fun with. And remember, we would scream. It was something our founders would scream. This was taxation without representation. It, it really was. And, really and was. we didn't like it, and we didn't like and, it at all.
1: And it was always in the courts. One court would find it unconstitutional. Another would say it could. And
0: right. It was always a hot topic. So Bub and I got to rebel rousing on the show, which, as most of you know, that we, we, we can do that. And, and we thought, well, what what can we do? And And during this time— uh, there was a movement of, of men that were gonna go to uh, Washington called the Million Man March. Do you right. remember this? Yes. And uh, and we were we, we kinda we were familiar with that. We were reporting on that. And so you, you may know this, you may not, Bub and I have a bit of a weight issue. Right. I mean we we we, we struggle we're with, a little with, heavy. with our weight. We've never shied away from it. Uh, we've been very open about it. Uh, and we thought to ourselves all these different communities in our country try to make change, but what about the community of heavy people? Right. You know, what could we do that would bring attention <laughs> to the taxation without representation? Dare I say a topic we could put our weight behind. That. <laughs> One of our, and so first of all, you have to start thinking, well, if we're going to have this movement, as Bubba said, we've got to say this is something we can put our weight behind. We got to come up with our slogans. If you've been listening to our show, you know governments love slogans. Yes. I mean, I mean, they, and they we love to they, do they, they, they love a slogan and we like to chant, but I want you to know we've been chanting long before now. Oh, yeah. And, and so we started kind of talking on the air about what we could do. Now, the mayor, who was a fan of the show, started realizing. Okay, this, this, this is picking up momentum. If you remember, we even dropped a line in about it on one of our parody songs uh, that involved uh, the controversy of the uh, uh, Civil War statue, Emma Sampson.
1: Wow, that's a whole other story, is, Rick. You're going to yeah, chase that different. rabbit?
0: But do you remember we dropped in there that, that maybe – Maybe we could uh, raise money for that statue through the occupational tax. Right. Do you remember? So, yes, I do. So
1: just understand. It was a great parody song that you penned, and it was it was one that we all got
0: behind. We all got behind it, you know, because you know we can put our weight behind anything. That's right. So <laughs> so we started thinking. All right. So the the first problem you run into when you're dealing with the heavy community is the word marching. Uh, if you if you start thinking about marching. You're going to get a little bit of a pushback from the heavy community because we don't march. Well— I mean, because that requires walking. It requires possible heat, (laughs) uh, you know, uh, uh, blocks and blocks of walking. Well, the way
1: you get around that is you don't march very far. No. And you have positive reinforcement at the end of the march.
0: Can you believe we actually and, did this? And then
1: we we had to have the cute name to go with it, right? So, by the way, can I tell you that side shot always bothers me because you can
0: see my fat cheek. But right, anyway, right, the, no, uh, no, no, look. Speaking it's, of this, so, it's, it's, it's right excellent there. for that. Sh- it, no, it works no, for no. this a lot because. So, so uh, we started. It's a, <laughs> there's like a little crease there. Like I picture <laughs> Rick,
1: that's called fat.
0: I picture a tiny evil can trying to jump. <laughs> but, 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 I believe it whole water. <laughs> I thought it framed your cheekbones nicely, Bubba. We, uh, but yeah. I, I won't use it if you don't like. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> we, we, so, anyway. Plus, I got a
1: little swelling on that side from that root canal. Oh, that's, really, it what it is. oh that's what it is, right? Uh, but, uh, so, but Rick, we had to have a good name. And I think this was obvious. Oh, it's good. A Million
0: Pound March. Instead of a million man march, a million pound march. Right. And we thought, in our audience, and we were correct, that if we if we got enough heavy people together, we could reach the number of one million pounds. And so we start thinking about, you know, it gets its name. We know what we're working with now, and so we have decided that we're going to put our weight behind the cause to end the evil occupational tax, taxation without representation. We're going to do some kind of march, but when we come back, we'll tell you how the march was laid out and other phrases that became part of the chant. And the threat. That we gave the city. because right, First of all, the city has to suffer some consequence <laughs> if they won't heed uh, your warning and they won't give in to your demands. So we'll tell you exactly how it went down when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blaze slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Now, today, uh, whenever you're getting this, we're going back in time. We're doing Rick and Bubba history. And and we're talking about a moment in time. I don't remember the date, but you and I have not been doing the show long. Uh, it, it no, was, it was it, early. It, was, it may have been 94, yeah, 95, right in there. Yeah, somewhere in there. And so if you've been with us, we didn't like the occupational tax. It was something we could put our weight behind. We called on the large community, those who also struggle with their weight, that we want a million pounds, and we're going to march, and then we're going to demand that Gadsden, the city where we were located then, remove the occupational tax. But then, Bubba, as you said, we had to come up with some consequence.
1: Well, Rick, we simply told the city leaders in Gadsden that at the end of this march, if they did not repeal the occupational tax, we were all at
0: one time going to jump into the river and flood Gadsden. So you see that? You've got a million pounds of people standing in your city, and, and you have to understand that how it was laid out, the landscape. The big, giant Coosa River was within jumping distance of, of where we were, and if they said we will not take back this occupational tax, we said, a million pounds of us can go down this bank right here. We're going to jump in the Coosa, and we're going to flood the city. So we gathered together. We marched one block, mm-hmm. and we ate pizza. Uh, now, I will say this. You say a block. I don't know that we got to a full block. I mean, it it, it Well, the pizza tables kind of cut r- us off it a little did, bit. It did. Because <laughs> I remember right before we got to the block, we had to turn left and eat pizza. <laughs> Is right, that correct? Right around the edge. But listen <laughs> –
1: Strange as this is, there's actually video of this. We don't have it currently, but we're going to try to find
0: it. Yeah, right? I don't know where where it would be. Maybe we can uh, get it by time I, this airs. I, th- I think Mark Norman. Yeah, it was. Didn't yeah, he, he did. He, it was. Yep. It, and it actually appeared in the first ever Rick and Bubba TV show, if right. I remember right. And because I'm going to tell you, our marcher bring bring a tear duct. Let a me tell you night. what
1: we had a crowd out there. It was Y'all, a great event. Y- y- I could we, I could we, not believe it. The number of pizzas we went through, Rick. I mean, it was boxes stacked head high. And we had great t-shirts for it. We were we were having a great time and mm. having a little
0: fun with all of it. But uh, point received. Well, and when when what we did, so when we marched that, what might have been more like a half a block, yeah, and, 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 and turn left and, and ate pizza. Is we begin to come up with other chants, and if you remember this, well, you got to have chance if you're going to march. Rick. Everybody yeah, knows that. We, we chanted, if I remember, we shall overeat. We shall overeat. Right, right. Our waste
1: and, is a gr- is a terrible thing to mind.
0: Right, and so we took some classics. Right. Uh, and adapted those under the satire banner. Yeah, under the banner of satire, and um, and I can still remember I had a bullhorn. Yeah, and, it and, was and, the first and we, lady, and we, and we we chanted those and chanted those and chanted those, and then we started the march. And you know, and God love them. I mean, there were some really heavy people there. Yes, and and you and, and I think that they marched that almost block is is the best they could. Yeah, you know, and, and oh, absolutely, and, and, they gave it everything they had, and most of them made it. Well, Rick, uh,
1: it just gave us such a sense, too, of civic pride. Getting involved in the process. It was democracy
0: at work. And to the mayor's credit, he did come to the rally. Yes, Remember, he Remember, we had a stage set up and yep. everything. And if I recall, he got up and announced to the crowd that he would repeal it. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Now, did he ever repeal it? I don't know. Well. Uh, there, there, there was something terrifying. To say it and to actually do it is something else. Oh, well, I asked him about it, you know, years later, and he said, you don't understand the terror – of being the mayor of a city, and you're staring at a bunch of heavy people, and he said, "You know, they had, they had, you know, t- tomato sauce on their face, you know, <laughs> sure. from the pizza, sure, and uh, and and some of them are chewing, literally chewing, while you're looking and holding
1: remnants of breakfast on their shirt,
0: and, and, and yeah, and if, and if you remember, you know, and in, in the heavy community, this is how we operate." He said the thing that I was amazed by is I saw a, very, well, a lot of them, they had a piece of pizza about three-quarters of the way eaten right. and already had a full one holding in the other hand. <laughs> well, yeah, you've got to have the own deck. Well, because you don't know who might get it. Yeah. I mean, you you you, you don't want to go one of those boxes and open up and that will terrible – all you see is pieces of cheese on the, on, on the bottom of it. Rick, you don't want the umpire to say play ball. No. Nobody's ready to step <laughs> no. in. You know? So he said that he thought Ooh. that we had what it took to flood the city. Yes. And uh, and, he, and he actually did uh, – he he responded that day. Now, did it ever truly get removed? I don't remember. Do you, Rick? It was back and forth for yeah. many
1: years. You know, it was a lot of. Uh, did did uh, he appease us that day that he was going to address I, it? I he think did. he
0: announced to the crowd it was, so they were happy and they seemed
1: to eat more pizza.
0: Right, and um, but I think also when you look at the um, um, at the history of the show. And I'd I'd be interested to get your feedback because I know how I felt about that. And we probably discussed it then. But that was also one of those indicators that I thought to myself, I think we got something going. Yeah, I I mean, mean, it was fun. We
1: enjoyed it. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. So it
0: it was, great. uh,
1: you know, you you just felt like everybody was getting into it. Right. Yeah, And it it was moving forward. So now if you'd have told me 28 years later, we'd still be doing this, I might have, I might have took that action.
0: Right It's almost like and and this is the thing I think we're we're in that same we're in that place again because I think a lot of people misunderstand we had a an edgy attitude early on, like things like this. we never ever even had this thought cross our mind, but well, what if this gets us canceled? because I think we had no hope whatsoever the show was gonna last very long. <laughs> So, I mean, well, Rick, I
1: don't we, think the term cancel culture had been invented. No,
0: it no, didn't. Think about how, how we could freely be funny and freely say things yeah. and, oh, yeah. and do things. And I, I look at and th- the show wasn't dirty. No. But no. It, it, I always thought it was a version
1: of shock radio, not under the normal definition because we didn't use the language. No. Um, but because we said what people were thinking. Correct. And a lot of people wouldn't say that. No. Or wouldn't go that far with it. Mm -hmm. And I think we just were telling people what we thought because they, you know, were a lot like
0: us. Well, and I will say this heavy people had a sense of humor then. Yeah, they did. And and, and I think to myself now, um, if you did the exact same thing now, would there be an uproar from people saying you're being insensitive, mean, and and this is not funny because uh, you have heavy people? assembling for a million pounds and marching not quite a block, turning left and eating pizza? Rick, the fact that
1: pizza's there, the fat people wouldn't care. Right. Now, it would be skinny people that would be telling the fat people they should be that, that, that we should care. And, yeah. you know, we went through that for a while, too, where people were saying, well, you're promoting obesity. No, not really. We didn't want anybody to be obese. But yeah. if you have a little weight on you, the, you know, the world tends to kind of push you down. Yeah. And uh, beat well, you up. If they and, get some help. Right. And, uh, you know, we we kind of had the attitude, look, if you're a little heavy, your life ain't over. Don't let people get on you. Have a little fun with it. We all have a mirror. We know we're fat. Right. So let's just do that. It, there's a difference in saying promoting being overweight or obese or just saying, let's have fun we are what we are and let's move forward
0: yeah and and i think that at times yeah you, you're right got misunderstood if power to it, the fork right if you want to just put it under the the right banner what we were saying to people like ourselves none of us are perfect uh let's stop being delusional and let's not take ourselves so serious yeah because yeah honestly a lot of people away they they kind of
1: sometimes will get Reserve because they feel like you know i don't want to go out there and put myself out or meet people or you know do things or try to because you know i'm overweight and i'm just you know i don't want to deal with that and we're kind of like look you you got to go with what you got yeah work on it and if you're working on it that's fine but don't wait for that day where you feel like you're going to have the perfect look have a little fun don't take yourself too serious and get
0: out there and enjoy life. And that's what we were doing. And that's what it was. And and we even at one time I, I'm going to see if you remember this, but it's still in this topic <laughs> before we move to the next one. Do you remember our fraternity and sorority, Fat Five Fat? We had a fraternity, fraternity of heavy men called Fat Five Fat, and our sister sorority was Ada Moon Pie. And uh, and 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 the people in the audience loved it, and they. <laughs> We had shirts for each one. Rick, we had a shirt for everything. Now now that's gonna kind of take us into our next flashback, but we would have a shirt in, in a, a in a piece of merch at the drop of a hat when when there there was really everybody was like, There's no demand for what you guys are putting out. But but there became a demand for it. Why? Because we were worthy of it? No. But because there was a hype that surrounded the show. That that we were we were way ahead of everybody discovering the fear of missing out. <laughs> we we could create the fear of missing out. Uh, I think as good as anybody, maybe too good. Yeah, maybe too good at times. And we had a, we had a real good artist that did some
1: really funny t-shirts. Oh, if if I still have most of them framed.
0: Yeah, we the closest thing that we've had is just lately we finally do have a shirt that says "Ever thought about topaz?" A little <laughs> a little topaz. In the early days of the I'm show. I'm laughing now. In the early days of the show. If a phrase broke out or a bit was successful, yeah. they'd be a shirt with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean they'd been so so we we, we were doing merchandise when nobody in the league that we were in was yeah. doing merchandise. And well,
1: we and we charged for it. Rick, we had a van that was your old van with shoe polish on it.
0: Well, and, and I mean— you, That it, was our station van. If you're going to sit around and say, I'm not going to promote myself until they give me a promotion budget, yeah. well, that's never going to happen. Yeah, you'll be sitting there a long time. Yeah, you, you better learn to, to do that yourself. And I think if there's anything that we did and, and hopefully continue to do is don't take yourself too serious uh, and go out there and, and stick your tongue firmly in your cheek uh, and, and promote yourself as the biggest thing in the world.
1: Well, but all that—that that in and of itself is a comedy but Yeah, you have to navigate the waters. It's a lot b- like being in a pontoon boat after a big flood, and you're upriver where you know you got a lot of things in the water. You can get through there. You just got to be careful and navigate it carefully.
0: Yeah, go ahead and act big time because most of the time people don't know the difference. <laughs> I mean, they, they have no idea. I mean, think about how easy it is for people to go. I think I need to be part of this. Everybody, everybody. Should you, I be quiet? You give it away to me. Okay. Sir. Well, I thought this podcast, we could get people to learn things about us. But, but no, it, it, it works in the marketing world, and it's also us having fun. If you're in on the joke, I think you're generally entertained by it. Uh, and then if you get caught up in the hype, then we'll take you that way too. We'll take you either way. you got to have fun, guys. Right. you got to have fun. Right.
1: I, I think, really, now we need that more than ever.
0: Oh, Bubba. Let me tell you, there, there was a time than what we were doing – was was so, I don't want to say common, but so well-received, and it was everybody kind of had that same attitude. I think now the way we do things uh, it may be more, as you said, more needed than ever because now it's a lost art. Well, it's
1: leaving our culture. you got to think, too, in 94, 95, we were still living in the afterglow of the 80s, which was the greatest decade mankind has ever had. Right, here we go. You know, I weep for today's children because they don't get to grow up in the great 80s. Yeah. it's. I even (laughs) suggested let's redo the 80s and the 20s.
0: Right. You know what I said? And we're kind of doing part of the 70s with this inflation. I don't know how to word it. <laughs> so true. I don't know how to word it for for the mil- post millennial because right, millenn- right. you get into 2000s hard to do phrases. Yeah. I don't uh, but I back what I would have said then and tell me how we could do it with this uh this next 100 years. When we started the show in the mid 90s, I would have said Rick and Bubba bringing the 80s to the 90s. Right. So how do we say that now? Rick and Bubba bringing the 80s to the new millennium. I, you could cover that would cover a lot of territory. It does. I, I mean, you see how good bringing the '80s to the '90s works, but bringing the '80s to
1: we'll the need new millennium—that on one, Rick.
0: Do you like to the new millennium? We we'll need to work on that. One. Okay, so give okay. it some thought. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. We're going to come back when we come back. That naming our studio. That's right. We on the bleeding edge of technology. When we come back, we're going to talk about another thing. I think we started thinking what what could we do. We we got into this period of our history where we were trying to one-up whatever we'd done before. And, and it led to, when we tell you what we did, and again, it's good to have a co-host that has engineering background, what we did and what we attempted and pulled off is going to blow you away. When Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. All right, Bubba, outer, outer, outer. O-U-T-E-R. I, I want everybody who is listening to this podcast, watching this podcast right now, Ah, uh, to go try this this new product because I, I'm I'm dealing with it right now. I'm transitioning to Outer for outdoor furniture because I've been so frustrated with the way outdoor furniture usually ends up. Uh, first of all, if I go to look at outdoor furniture inside a showroom and I don't see it, uh, you know, after it's been outside a while. I have no idea how it's going to react to outside because because I'm looking at it and it's it's not outside. Uh, <laughs> did you know they did a study and said, you know, that really a lot of our time is spent indoors. 93% of our life is spent indoors. But many of our favorite moments that we always reflect on happen outdoors. That's right. I mean, we, we love to we go love outdoors. outdoors. We we love that feeling of peace and the fresh air. Well, this <laughs> new outdoor furniture company was designed, their purpose is to get uh, furniture that would get you outdoors more, and boy, have they done it! Uh, and and I want you to understand that if you go and check out, this will be uh, the best outdoor furniture that you've ever seen, and the technology, Mister uh, Engineer, former engineer, uh, and the the new designs that they have, uh, it, it's like you, it's like furniture you would find at a five star resort, uh, uh, but but at the same time. Things like this. this. This literally just happened at the old outdoor furniture that we had that, that we're, I'm going to replace with, with outdoor, outdoor furniture. Is they, they get stained and you have to take the cushions off and you have to try to wash them or you have to keep covering the furniture up, take the cover off, put the cover back on when you leave. Did you know they, they designed their furniture that you can actually just pull a cover across it that's that's built into the furniture. Rick, this is a major engineering
1: forward because I've dealt with trying to cover furniture. I've dealt with trying to leave it open. This is the best of both worlds. I, this is a this is a
0: major step forward. Do you love that? So now I do. I, I just cover it up so the weather stays off of it. Yep. Uh, and then when I come ready to sit down again, I just push it back. I'm not pulling off some cover and trying
1: to find somewhere you, to put it. Rick, that's the thing. You pull it off, and then what I do with it, and hey, the wind blows it, and then I can't find it, and. Hey, how about this? It's the best of both worlds. You can cover it, and yeah. it keeps it right there.
0: Yeah, and also, you know, what else they have? A built-in outer shell. They've got that trademark with the big one, with mm-hmm. the R. Uh, this protects the furniture from the rain and the dew, uh, and uh, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. That's what it's called, outdoor shell, <laughs> and, I, and, uh-huh. and it stays on the furniture the whole time. Does it make that sound? Yeah, and this stuff is light, but it's durable. It's easy to move around. As a matter of fact, on uh-huh. Shark Tank, Lori and Mr. Wonderful – they fought over investing in outer. They fought over. That tells you something, right? Yeah. there. So here's what I want you to do. Um, I, I, I end up winning. Uh, I you know I I don't know who won that. I didn't I didn't see that episode. Uh, it it comes with the best in class warranties to ten years uh, for their uh, the, the chic aluminum line, and uh, you also get a two week trial with free returns. And guess what else? I want to look at it, but this is online. They have people where you live that already have the outer furniture set up, and you go look at it at their house. Hands on. I I love that. So here's what you do. Let's go liveouter.com slash Rick Bubba and see it for yourself. Are you ready? Use our URL, okay, so they know that you heard it right here on Rick and Bubba University. Liveouter.com slash Rick Bubba and look at the virtual showroom right now. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, uh, we are excited to have you with us. Uh, And we're looking back. It's Rick and Bubba look back. Uh, We're flashing back to some very, very memorable uh, Rick and Bubba history. Uh, And, Bubba, the next one uh, at the time, uh, you know, uh, we have James Spann, and he's been with us for years. Uh, But we actually had another weatherman that was on the program in, in, in the early years, Mark Prater. Rick, so many,
1: you you mentioned a minute ago, so many of the things we wanted to do, we were always trying to up the ante a little bit. And and so many of the people we listened to growing up had, you know, various pieces of equipment they used, uh, uh, vans, uh, had submarine broadcast. So we naturally thought, let's take it to the air. Let's, Let's make this bigger
0: and higher than any event we'd heard. So at this time, help me on the memory here, and you may not remember it either, I know that that we had started the process of expanding to other markets. Yes. Uh, We may have been only a few stations in to syndication, and they were still pretty regionally at this point. Is that accurate? Well, yeah,
1: and and the the the, station we were on had a pretty regional coverage, so most of the cities we went to was in that coverage area.
0: Yeah, it it went out uh, to many, many counties. And so, again, we told you that we were doing merchandise from the very beginning. And you know, and we usually we, we put everything for sale, uh, not didn't have many many giveaways, anything like that. But in this particular instance, we had an idea that we would get our weatherman who was on the show with us to get his TV station to agree to land the helicopter at our studio. You and I would get in it broadcasting the entire time. Yes. And we would fly – I don't remember the number of markets. Was it five we tried to get in? It was
1: four or five cities we went to in
0: a four-hour show, which is not easy to do even with a helicopter. So I want you to picture if you were listening to this show and, of course, staying with our theme. It was called Fat Flight. Okay, so (laughs) staying with our theme. So picture us running out, getting in the helicopter. Now, Bubba, will you tell all those out there how we broadcast, how we pulled it off?
1: Well, Rick, this you might see – has its own set of problems oh, yeah. to do this. Yeah, So we, at the time, had a device called a cell cast, and it basically was a mixer... A good analog cell phone back in the day. They oh, yeah. had uh, a lot better uh, sound than what some of the digital phones have today. Boy, they do. And we had our headset, so we had the mixer, we had that, and we had to power it independent. They would not let us power anything via the helicopter. Because right. Rick. Let's face it. We want the helicopter to have all its. Juice it we needs. Did. We didn't want to pull a fuse
0: out or anything like that. Right.
1: So we we put a marine battery that was fully charged I in, and, about and I that. had I had tested it, and I thought. Uh, if all the numbers worked out, that we should be able to broadcast the whole time. Now, not only that, there also was an issue about being in the helicopter. Would it work with a cell tower? Right. Because cell towers, many of you know, have a beam tilt down to the ground, so they want to cover a limited area. That's why phones don't work in airplanes real well. But after studying the situation, uh, the helicopter not getting, you know, extremely high, a few thousand feet, uh, we thought this would work. We tested it. The numbers looked good to, to to keep the battery going for that amount of time. And I do remember the night before I was leaving, and I we didn't have a lot of room in there either, so we had to carry. I had like like a a little pouch thing that I was carrying just a few things in, and I picked up a backup fuse for the cell cast. Oh, I thought just I in case, this. just yeah. in case we need that. Yeah. So, um. We uh, we had a landing zone in a parking lot next to the radio station. It was right. actually a skating a rink. Okay. Yeah. Now it's possible that we forgot to ask them if we could land a helicopter there. I'm not really sure. I heard a
0: rumor. But so I, many things, on but the I list. don't know. So many things on the list to remember.
1: Yeah. So we we land the helicopter. We take off to go to several cities. We're already uh, doing the show, or it was right as we were starting. And we blew a fuse in the cell cast. I forgot about this. And, and it went completely dead. And I thought,
0: well, this is not good. So speedy back at master control on the board? Yes. Yeah.
1: And uh, we replaced the fuse, got back on the air, and I was just kind of holding my fingers thinking, you know, I hope we can get through this. So we take off, and we head to several Rick and Bubba cities that uh, had shown an interest. We may even have had a competition for people to call in to decide what cities we would go to.
0: Yeah, I don't remember how we landed it was on the listener city active. pun in, pun intended. Right? How we landed on these cities and towns, but I remember that we would hype it up. You know, think about it. Now you're on the air, and you're able to hype. Here's where we are. Here's where we're going. Here's the field we're going to land in and we would come in to given town or city. A, a landing zone. Yeah, a yeah, landing LZ. zone. And we would come in and land, jump out with T-shirts, right? throw the T-shirts to the crowd, these all Rick and Bubba T-shirts, and then we would jump back in the helicopter, get airborne again, and and start broadcasting to the next LZ. Now, this also required a pretty
1: active ground crew, if you remember. And lucky for us, the the National Guard in our state agreed to help with this they did and so they yeah. were at every landing zone with humvees keeping the crowd back safely and providing a smoke uh stream for the pilot to land on and
0: you know without them we couldn't have done it no uh and they also came in handy on something we had not counted on um the look, city
1: was Pell city really. yeah it was it was yeah. about stop number three
0: yeah so Pell city was <laughs> one of the places as Bubba said we stopped um it's in the Birmingham metro area, right? Yeah. Yes, and so there was man. We love passion for the show. Yes, we Absolutely. really, really got to have it. Got to have it. Without can't, it, can't survive without nope. it. And uh, you are the fuel that feeds this. Uh, this uh, in this case, helicopter. People love free stuff, and and they love free things. You see this, you know, something we miscalculated with the welfare system. We just didn't think people would be that into it. Uh, But people really do like free things, and you would think that that would be a problem for mainly men uh, fighting over things. But I don't know if you've ever seen women, like when there's a sale on something uh, out there during Christmas shopping or whatever, you'll see a side of women you normally don't see. Uh, They can get quite territorial when it comes to items that are at a deal. Rick, I I
1: remember we had such a great turnout at Bell City. We did, we did. And... We got out. We started throwing T-shirts, and two ladies got into a, I'm a tug of about, war with a shirt. I'm talking about. And if I remember correctly, the it's obvious nobody was going to win this, right? And one of them acted like she was going to let it go. It was a great. And move. when she did, she came across with the right with the right hook,
0: right to the bridge of the nose, dotted that nose. Yeah, it was a beautiful move, as you said. Picture both both women have both hands. They're one, pulling one, back and forth, and the shirt is like this. And they're doing, and the one who act like she was gonna let go took, and I think she was right handed I think she just let yeah, Yeah. let it go. And she did this move here, and right when the woman thinks, oh, she's letting go with her hand, she came over the top, dunk. And I mean, and I mean, right. No, we don't promote that kind of activity for t shirts. No, no, we don't. But I'm just reporting uh, on what we saw. And and it was it was something. And I will say this because I don't know if you've ever been, (laughs) ever been punched. Right on the on the bridge of the nose, your eyes water yeah. uncontrollably. Right, and so the woman and I and really, I, a deviated I, septum will do that. I don't like to see good behavior get rewarded. No, but in this you case, mean bad behavior. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I do like good behavior. <laughs> see, that was the Freudian slip because I thought it was quite skillful. <laughs> is that uh, the woman who did the punching did get the shirt? Well, the and, other and, woman and, let go at
1: that point, right? Rick, which because she couldn't she, see
0: anymore. you right. She wanted to grab her nose and, right. and didn't know how bad it was, and um, so we didn't want to promote that actually, right? But it did happen, and and though we'll come back and tell you how the promotion kind of ended and kind kind of wrapped up, but uh, at this point we started thinking to ourselves, have we really thought this through on the because we're creating tremendous hype. Uh, being in the helicopter. Oh, the crowds and, and, were awesome and working too. people into a frenzy. So we'll continue. Some of you may have been there. You day. might have been there. Fat flight, another Rick and Bubba <laughs> historic moment. We'll finish that up when Rick and Bubba University the podcast continues. All right, so Bubba, I know that you've done this. I what you. You went to Manscaped, didn't you? and ordered. I did, Rick. Yeah, and I, I, and I and I, I know that you ordered because I saw you doing it. And did you put in uh, the code Bubba20? Well, yes, I did. Okay. Of course I did. At manscaped.com. Uh, I have the shampoo and conditioner combo because men are not going to use a, a conditioner extra. Uh, I've got the body wash. Uh, I have also uh, the um, – I never thought I'd hear you say body wash. Mm-hmm. You know, I struggle with body wash because, I, 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 you know, you've you got to have a washcloth for that. Yeah, But this is the best I've ever used. I will say the shampoo – is superior to anything for a man that I've ever used. It is fantastic. Does my hair not look fabulous? It, it really does. Yeah, it does. Uh, now I, I, I'm sure your your smell fresh as a rose. I too. really do. Yeah. Do you want to smell me? No, not really. Okay. But anyway, so there's all kinds of other products there. Anything that a man needs from head to toe, uh, and, uh, and got it all. And let me say they have it all. I absolutely love the the lawn mower, and that's the trimmer that they have, the 4.0 that the light on the end of that that is kind of lighting the way yes. is – Because a lot of times you need a light. You do. It's crucial. Uh, and, Especially uh, if you're out there bush hogging late at night. Right. It, my my beard has never been uh, you know, trimmed as well as it is because of this lawnmower. And if you need Smell it – Smell good and well trimmed, yeah. Rick. Congratulations. Uh, and had to come to the conclusion that I did need the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Wish I didn't. It, it works good, too, yeah, by we, the way. Wish I didn't. Uh, but I, do. I got a full crop there, buddy. Right? Yes, you do. Yep. Yes, you do. Uh, and speaking of crop, they have uh, all sorts of things that uh, keep us fresh. I'll say that. Uh, so, if you would like to find out more, and and uh, they also have, you know, some. I like the travel bag you can get, and then you put all your stuff in it. So if you're on the road, you got it. Rick, that's a nice bag too. Leather. It, I like really it. Nice. Don't you like it's that? Really nice. I do too. So right now, go to Manscaped.com. Did you order one too? Uh, I have yeah, I have one as well. and I love Did they it. send you a free one? Uh, let's go to manscaped.com. Yeah, I, I got the free one. i <laughs> I'm dude, sorry. Dude. I'm send Bubba I one. had to order by uh, Manscaped.com put in the code Bubba20. Uh and also look, I'm gonna tell you what, uh Sherry's excited that I've really you know. Got serious about my hygiene. Really? Yeah. And and from a company that's dealing with men. Okay. Manscaped. That's a good trimmer, by the way. It is. Yeah, it's, it's really good. That feels look, good. Tell me that. Tell me that those fog lights are not important. Ricky, it's just it just feels good. It and it, I like the I like the, the rate that the uh, razor is actually oh, working Oh, Fantastic. They got all kinds of products. Some we didn't even get into today, so you'll find them. Manscaped.com. Uh, always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And put in the code Bubba20 and get 20% off in free worldwide shipping. All right, so Bubba, we're, we're, we're getting to the end of another Rick and Bubba University the podcast, Fat Flight. So we had the we had the scuffle, we had the dust up uh, in Pell City, uh, Fat Flight feature. Be careful using that term. It could cost you a lot of money. I want to commend you uh, for technically us ma- and, and having a setback early. That it, it, that scared it, it, me a
1: little bit because I thought I got one more fuse in my pocket. So, yeah. For some reason if we have some surge here, we're done. I want to I want to go back again. I mean, I was looking for yeah.
0: aluminum foil off of chewing gum just in case. We're in a helicopter. We are powering the cell cast that we're broadcasting on, on marine a marine battery. On a marine battery. Yeah. Uh and we're yeah. landing in various towns and cities, jumping out, throwing t-shirts. We are we got t-shirts packed in that thing like yeah. crazy. Getting back in and going From place to place to place. Yes.
1: Um, With a lot of help. One, Mark Prater. Yes. Two, ABC 3340. Three, the National Guard. And so many people. And, of course, the people came out and made it happen. It was – it may have been one of the most fun days we've had
0: in 28 years. Do you believe in the industry it's a promotion that has been overlooked? I do. I really do. I mean, it, it should be uh, elevated. Do y'all hear what we just told y'all we did? To million me, million mo- Pound March, look, that was great. And But what we pulled off from a technological standpoint, yeah. because Million Pound March was not during the live show. No. We did no, that we, on the weekend. Right. This, we kept the show going, and at the time, you know, the hammer was our boss. And when that fuse went out, the great Mark bass yeah, if you start rounding up all this and keep in mind the amount of fuel that we were going to use in a helicopter if if all of a sudden he turns on the show and we're not on and now we're just flying around in the helicopter not doing the show right. <laughs> It, and we left Speedy. It's not going to have that it, same punch. And we've left Speedy in there by himself. It's just not. He's not going to dig that. No, uh, no,
1: probably not. No. And you can't just land a helicopter at a mall and run in Radio Shack to get a fuse. <laughs>
0: you really can't.
1: They're kind of sensitive about that.
0: I, I'm going. This is not fair. What I'm about to ask you, and I acknowledge that. Okay. Can you remember <clears throat> everywhere we stopped? We remember um, Pell City because of what we call the, I can, the incident.
1: I can. Uh, I can. I think I can give you most of it. Okay. Uh, we 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 took off in Gadsden at right, the skating from rink. From the skating rink. Our first stop was at the Hoover Met.
0: Wow. Okay. I do remember in that. In the
1: big parking lot. I do remember that. Then we went to Pale City. Where the incident happened. Then we went to, um, you know, that after that one, I may have to go back and, and look at the notes. Now, we did end up in Albertville, the last stop. You sure about that? It was somewhere up north mm. in Gadsden. Did we I ever go to Tuscaloosa?
0: Albert. And that did uh, we land in Tuscaloosa?
1: I don't think we did. I don't think we
0: did. Uh, I don't remember.
1: Did we go to Aniston? I can't remember
0: where. We yeah, were I think th-
1: no way we didn't go back to
0: our home county. And then you have we no went... idea where we landed. <laughs> Quintard Mall, maybe. <laughs> baseball field. I think about it. maybe out, maybe you know at the civic center and where <clears throat> those baseball fields are. <clears throat> uh,
1: it, that it's, it's, that kind uh, of rings a bell. Yeah, uh, maybe some of you who are watching this will that were with us that day or at one of the landing zones will drop us a comment and let us know where we were. No, that
0: would be cool. Those of you that but catch I, the podcast, email us, uh, rick at rickandbubba.com, bubba at rickandbubba.com, uh, if that won't work, bubba. But um, and yeah, but, but we ended us. up
1: north of Gadsden and it had to be Albertville or somewhere close to there. True. Uh, because when we landed there, we had a running joke with one of our fellow broadcasters at another station, uh, whose name was uh Alan Taylor. Oh, yeah. The great Alan Taylor. Yeah, right. And uh we we had uh, we had the crowd chanting Alan Taylor eats worms. That is you true. may remember
0: that. Well, it was a competitor. Yeah. And, and it, it, it was a
1: take off oh. of the old mash bit about right. Frank Burns eats worms.
0: Yeah, ours didn't rhyme. Right. But, but we but did, it was still it, pretty fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we would, and it. I enjoyed saying it.
0: I did too. And everywhere he went, people would ask me right. for each worms. Yeah, he
1: he reminded us of that several times. We
0: played hard in those days, and if you were on the other <laughs> team, then then that's just the way it was. I think Alan loved it. I, well, deep it down. made him a household name. You know how sometimes you say there's no. Now br-
1: people used to bring him worms all the
0: time. <laughs> they did uh, all all sorts. Of worms. Alan, hope you're good, man. Yeah, you think any any <laughs> chance that Alan Taylor <laughs> catches this ever? <laughs>
1: Probably, probably this one he will. Yeah, well, we were <clears throat>
0: we were his nemesis, and we we did things that made his life difficult. That yeah, was all in good fun, but yeah. it was I mean, just I'm talking about in just radio competition way. Sure, I mean, just like if you're a fan of a certain team and you, the fans of the other teams, y'all go back and forth. Same thing. Yeah, just to good yeah, fun, and and that makes for a good rivalry. Yeah, and it should be a place of respect that we found them worthy enough to try to destroy. I hear he took up fishing. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: well, I mean, this has been fun looking back, Bubba. It, it really has. So, Oh, my goodness, so, how 45 minutes has flown by. I see how quick that went. Um, yeah. uh, well, this is fun, and I, I think the the veterans like it, but I also think the new people find it, uh, hopefully, interesting, too, to go back and us review the the yeah. history of the show. It was a lot of fun not having four other guys butt in, too. Yeah, it, well, it really was. <laughs> you see how we got to carry that out without Greg shredding us? <laughs> Somewhere in the middle of this is what Greg was saying. Yeah, y'all were looking good. So so anyway, thanks. I've hardly got time to get online and order stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being with us. I hope you've enjoyed this Thank look you back all very, very much. On this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast.